Happy holidays, ladies and gentlemen. While you're out there just hanging out, barbecuing today, making sure you're not working, we're here putting the damn time in, if you know what I mean. Every holiday. Every holiday, we forget that it's a holiday. And we think to ourselves, let's just work. Why not? What would people possibly want to do more on their day off? This one was on the calendars for six months. I'm not blaming you. And well, I'm, I'm certainly not, not blaming anyone you. should blame me and I'm also, or Joey. for fun, not blaming myself. That's accurate. I think a little bit the blame should fall on you. Possibly. You who are kind of the admin- me to do the show this morning? That's who I'm I the don't blame know. On. You are the administrative hand. I am of kind of funny. But I'm like I'm like the I'm like Saruman. Do you see what I'm saying? Saruman um, was just a puppet. I, in the I, Lord of the Rings like he was super into oh, it. He was, I mean, I didn't, I'm into it. He, like, but I'm enjoyed not it. the boss fucking big eye floating like around I, Mountain Dew. I, I kind of feel like he could have fought it. And instead he was like, nah, I'm going to make this happen. Did anyone else find it unbelievably uh, ambiguous and confusing that one character's name was Saruman and the other character's name was Sauron? So dumb. And they were both the bad guys? So dumb. What an awful series that movie. those movies are. Luke Vader. Very different. That makes sense. Yeah. Right? Very different. Holy crap. I'm listening. I'm going to bomb with you on this. Because you know I'm late to everything. <laughs> yeah. Always late to everything. Yeah. Yeah. I went down a four-hour-long rabbit hole yesterday. Okay. Okay. Watching Mr. Plinkett's reviews on Red Letter Media. Mm. Have you seen these? No. These are very, fame. very long, excellent reviews. They are unbelievably good, unbelievably offensive, unbelievably like well-written essays that okay. are reviews of movies. He got famous, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, he got famous for his uh, like four-hour-long review of The Phantom Menace. And it he does it as this good. character, this like internet troll character that lives mm-hmm. in his mom's basement. Okay. Um, but, I, but of course I started watching one because it was the, about The Last Jedi. Sure. And oh. I, if nothing else, I that love it. That just when, came out, right? Yeah, yeah. When people eloquently destroy The Last Jedi. It's like sure. my favorite thing yeah, to watch. Yeah, smart people do Because it basically can. just does what everyone else does on the internet. I go and I find the one person I agree with that agrees with me. Mm-hmm. And I go down that rabbit hole and I think, I'm right. I'm validated. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is my His team. Last Jedi review is genius, but it does not hold a fucking candle to his Ghostbusters 2016 review. Oh, no. Which is, oh, my God. There are, <laughs> there are some of the funniest fucking things I've ever... I mean, I've never... I, I was telling Greg, I'm like, I think I watched more Plinkett's reviews over the weekend. I, I watched more video of his, like, time-wise, his reviews than I've watched any other video, wow. like, combined on all my YouTube experiences, probably. I watched like four. I was literally watching Holes, and I'm like, this movie sucks. And I went over to the YouTube app Wait, and, started, and queued up the Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull review. H- Holes? Holes? Bad movie. I don't know about that. Oh. Bad. Okay. Weird movie. I mean, that. weird book. You know? Totally. Not sure if it's supposed to be like intense because these kids are doing like, it's like child labor. It's very inappropriate yeah. what they have these kids doing. Yeah. And you're supposed to sort of like the characters, but they're all really mean to each other. And, like, Shia LaBeouf's character is being pretty much abused from, like, the say second Say his name game. one more time. Shia LaBeouf. Okay. How do you say it? Shia LaBeouf? I think it's LaBeouf. I don't think I'm it's LaBeouf. I'm pretty sure it's LaBeouf. I call it LaBeouf. <laughs> <laughs> you knew it wasn't LaBeouf. <laughs> I don't care. Because you know why? He's in the Indiana Jones the Crystal Skull review, Mr. Plinkett. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's Mr. Plinkett, right? That's what I'm saying? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe it's so. It's hilarious. His timing... Like it's it's amazing to me. One of the commenters on the on, on the video for uh, I think it was for Ghostbusters was like, "It's amazing to me that this forty five minute long review is like three thousand times funnier than the actual movie." And I'm like, "I hundred percent." He goes into like deep into uh, like press 
promo shit, like interviews with with all of the directors and stuff, and just pulls quotes from them to back up his story about how they're fucking terrible. It's geniusely done, expertly done. I'm excited to watch it. Oh my god! I looked I at them. I haven't seen it yet. They're I really long. But yeah, but Joey, they're the really way good. they're made, the way they're they. I mean, it's a it's a big comedy. The Force but. Awakens is an hour and forty five minutes. I'm also saying this knowing full well that in review goes longer than the movie sometimes. So maybe this. But in review has that is, ever happened? Yeah. Yeah. Oh fuck. Oh yeah. In review, uh, but in review is us talking. Uh-huh. This is an actually like well written performance because performance, yeah. he plays this character. I, th- yeah. I forget the guy's name, Mike. Uh, who people in the chat are probably telling us. Um, Mike. Biblia. No, no. What? For Biblia? Yeah. He's a real person. I know. Yeah. That's why I made up the That's his name. Yeah. He's fucking hilarious. God, it was so fun. I want to housekeeping so I can leave. Oh, I apologize. Uh, before we do that, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we are here for you each and every day, including holidays. Whether that is legal or not, we are not going to ask. Uh, right now, though, of course, what? The, <laughs> you guys are here of your own volition. Overtime, what's up right? with that? You're here of your, ah! Just kidding. Uh, of course, this is the Kind of Funny Morning Show, Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. We do this on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. We also put this bad boy up on podcast services and YouTube right after the show is done because we love you guys very much. We want everyone to experience our uh, opinions on things like The Last Jedi. Uh, if you are watching this on YouTube, please subscribe to this channel. Uh, and also, if you're not getting this video through your feed, let us know, and we will do nothing about it because we are powerless against YouTube. That is how it works right there. Yeah. I don't, I don't even know what you mean. We're not getting the video. They're not getting the video. That's what nice people like complain about. It doesn't pop up in their subscription feed. feeds. Oh, well, hit the little bell. That's what we said. Just fucking hit that little bell. I say that, and then people go, I hit the bell. It didn't work. Hit it harder. Yeah. Hit it again mm-hmm. more aggressively. Turn it, it on and off. Hit it hard. And if you're in the comments, what, let us know. Let us know what you think of this show. Let us know what we can do to make it better. Let us what? know. Why are you laughing at me? Because <laughs> he just kept going. Like, like it was like uh, Bubba Gump and Forrest Gump where he names all the different things you can do with shrimp. Mm, shrimp salad. Shrimp Kevin fish, was just on that for like fish. all the different ways you could touch a bell. <laughs> yeah. That's fantastic. Uh, of course, you guys may have noticed if you're watching this live and not listening to this, we have product placement today. That's because uh, this episode of the Kind of Funny Morning Show is brought to you by not only Frank's Red Hot, which we love, uh, but also RX Bar. They're sponsoring from this show this week. And they're bringing you the giveaway <laughs> later today, which means... Yeah, uh, Nick, why'd you turn the Frank's Red Hot like away from the camera? No, I don't know. <laughs> you know what it was? It was I was looking at this label. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I wanted to. F- I don't know. I have no idea why I did that. <laughs> well, because this is just fun to do. Yeah. You feel this? Yeah. No, I feel do it. You, do you? It's smooth. Feel it. There was a time when I uh, when I used to make chicken mm-hmm. for myself, and I would pour instead of seasoning the chicken, like I would put it in a pan and just pour Frank's Red Hoss on it, sauce on it. I'll tell you what. So good. The smoke you so inhale, though. Oh, yeah, baby. Burns. Makes it you, burns. It makes good. you feel alive. It's yeah. tasty. <laughs> it's tasty and spicy. Oh, I don't... Oh, Joey, that seems painful. It's fine. What is then, going on today? Cool, Greg, let me have the one, please. It's me, Christopher Walken. I'm here to recommend Frank's Red Hot Sauce. Put it on your mouth and tongue. They're gonna love that. They're gonna love that one. Like, why do we? Why do we sponsor these knuckleheads? All right, uh, cool, great. It's housekeeping time. Housekeeping, you want me to jerk you off? What kind of hotel is this? You might think to yourself, is the housekeeping mean gonna be longer than the show today because there's no news? You might be right. Uh, top, on the, top on the housekeeping news, uh, we have uh, MCU interview, Spider-Man interview. Excuse me, uh, is happening. Spider-Man. Two this Thursday? Yep. 
There you go. And of course, we are we are recording, uh, rounding out the original Tobey Maguire Sam Raimi trilogy. We are recording Spider Man three today, and oh my mother effing Save god. It. Save that this for movie. the show. There's so this much. This movie, there's so much to unpack in it. Spider-Man 2, I was like, we had some criticisms of it. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man 1, we had some criticisms of it. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man 3, we are going to tear apart. That's my, that's my guess. Yep. I can't imagine anyone is going to like this movie. But if you, if you think we're wrong, you got to catch up. you got to watch Spider-Man 1 and 2, and by next week... Catch up to Spider-Man 3. Uh, after that, of course, we're moving to The Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2, which uh, I have to imagine. I have to imagine are better than these films. I have to do that. Uh, but in keeping with our Spider-Man-themed month, last month, of course, we had the famed pictures of the champ. Love you guys. Tons of you signed up for that. We will be sending those so out. So many. ASAP. To keep the good vibes going, of course, uh, and to celebrate Spider-Man uh, coming out on the PS4 this month, we are doing another fun thing that Joey is going to tell people about. Oh, okay, this is fun. No, I don't know. Uh, Actually, cool, I, 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 it's here. Should I can we? Say it. But can we play this? It's muted. Or should we play this? I'm not playing the whole thing. You're not gonna play the whole thing. I mean, it's here. You can you can bring it up. Cool, Greg. Please bring. If this you guys want to check this out, this is a video we that, that uh, Shirtless Spider-Man made for exciting us. Exciting announcement from Shirtless Spider-Man currently on YouTube.com/slash kind of. Here's games. what we're doing. Here's what, as you guys know, Shirtless Spider-Man is picking up faster than Andy Warhol's uh, paintings of soup cans. Okay, mm-hmm. it is becoming a cultural phenomenon. It is a celebration of bodies. It is a celebration of hair. It is a celebration of never, ever, ever letting the sun touch your chest. Okay, and in order to do that, uh, right now, for the month of September, the fan mail tier is going to be... This super high-gloss PS4 Spider- shirtless Spider-Man cover no. will be signed by one... Well, it's going to be signed by Greg Miller because... His photographer. Spider- his photographer. His photographer. Uh, it's not going to be signed by shirtless Spider-Man because then you'd be able to find out who shirtless Spider-Man mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. We don't want to have to put shirtless Spider-Man into witness protection. Right. Not again. Uh, Not again. The cover was done by kind of funny best friend Andre Lima Aru, uh, who is an actual artist and who does actual covers for actual comic books, which is mm-hmm. fan fantastic. Uh, so if you go to, so let me get this right, Patreon.com slash kind of funny games. I think we'll have the artwork there yes. for free. It yes. is available. If you want to, if you print, just it want to print it out yourself, and that do it is for yourself. Free. If you, you want could a, do that if you like want this. a uh, an actual art print of of no. No. If you want this, where it's all pretty and glossy and the colors look better because we got it professionally printed. It is the right type of paper, too. I'm very proud of this. Yeah, Kevin did a lot of research (laughs) for this one. It's beautiful. It will be signed by one Greg Miller. What I love is there's a a, a beautiful rendering, of course, uh, by... Andre Lima over here. And then we've got a few other guest artists back here, yeah. not least of which is Panda. And then this is just a picture, Greg. That's just from PSX. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, show no, Spider-Man, no, show I Spider-Man. apologize. Yeah. Just from PSX, hanging yeah. on something. Yeah. You can just tell by the, uh, the the rendering. If that, if not, if that's CG, the rendering of his uh, back hair on the wings of his back there. Yeah. Really Amazing. well done. Um, uh, so then that's that's Kind of Funny Games. Over on Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny, you might be thinking to yourself, what if I'm a fan mail supporter over there? Well, you are I getting... I I ever put that link in. I'm sorry. Did you not? No. But they're I'm getting an right art now. print. That's they're, they're getting the an art about. print of a Panda Musk art piece of Spider-Man and Shirtless Spider-Man right. together. It's going to be really nice. Can you, can you put in the morning show doc? And I'll yes. Cool you can see it if you zoom in really close to that. It's a really beautiful <laughs> thing. Anyway, go over, check those out. Of course, if you guys can't support us at the fan mail tier because it's a little expensive. We appreciate that. Uh, just being here with us is great. If you guys want to give us any dollars, that's great. If you guys want to be a subscriber to this channel, uh, that's even better. Uh, and we love that because that's free. Jeff Bezos over at Amazon called me and said, Nick, what could I do? What could I do Wow! to, to get you guys and a little bit more money and to have people level. be able to support you for free? And I said, Jeff, what if you linked Amazon Prime to Twitch Prime 
and gave people one free subscription every month that they'd have to re-up every month. And he was like, well, re-upping every month sounds stupid. And I said, no, Jeff, it doesn't sound stupid. It sounds mm. absolutely fucking ridiculous. But let's just, we'll, we'll just keep reminding people that every month. Uh, <laughs> and evidently you can gift subs, and if you, you do can. that, apparently it's you get exciting. a dollar back for every sub that you gift. Did you see this? So if you gift a sub, if you gifted a sub in August, in August, then in September you could renew your sub for just a dollar, even though the streamer still gets the same amount of money. So basically, uh, with DJ Kento needs to go back and, and get like fifty dollars because he gifted subs like crazy last month. That's true. So that's fantastic. Uh, all right, uh, that's it for fan mail stuff. Uh, here, congratulations are in order, though. Uh, nobody weekend. invited me to uh, the packs. Per Schneider inner 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 site no championship you? cup. Well, they didn't want. I think they're scared that I'll have all the titles hmm. because I clearly mean, they played Super concern. Sports Machin, and I am the best at that. Second best, actually, I think. Um, Who's the first best? Well, Austin's the first best. Oh, that's true. That's why he beat the shit out of all of us. But congratulations, <laughs> are in order. Uh, congratulations to Alex Rubens, uh, who won the cup over the weekend. YouTube uh, taken. The Peter Schneider pair. Oh, I tell you, the, the, the thing, oh, it doesn't matter. Um, he doesn't watch the show anyway. The great thing about this is that the only site that could actually put up a fight against kindoffunny.com mm -hmm. is a little known site called youtube.com, apparently. Yeah. They sent their best representative and he won. And it's fine because they have the, pull, the full power of all the Googles behind them. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, if that's what it takes to take us down, like, they say they can judge you based on the strength of your enemies. Mm -hmm. Like, you are judged based on the strength of your enemies. Yeah. Thomas Jefferson said that one time. Um, and that's true. The strength of our enemy, our biggest enemy now is the biggest search engine on the planet. And I'm sorry, the two biggest search engines on the planet, Google and YouTube. I mean, I feel like we're going to have to do some really intense strategic planning to figure out how to get this no, back. No, we'll just bring him back and I'll kick his ass and smash bros. Okay. I'll fucking take him for a ride. If you, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Gay shit. I don't even know if I'm allowed to compete in this in this tournament. I don't see why not. Greg competed. That's true. Well, Greg makes his own rules via the commission. So I don't I well, because this isn't the belt, this isn't a commissioner sanctioned match. This is like no holds barred. That's fair. That's we could do whatever we oh, want. Oh, so I could get in that cup and just jump out of it. Surprise, I'm gonna cake. Yeah, I think the commish, speaking of Xavier Woods, I'm pretty sure the commission made a fake cover and put himself on the 2K19, because I saw they're giving those away. Oh, really? Yeah, what are the chances? And your geniuses think alike. Greg showed me um, some stuff he did, and when he was like in some cosplay stuff, that he was dressed up at Dragon Con, he dressed as Scar. Yeah. But he's basically just wearing a loincloth. <laughs> God bless him. If I were that jacked, I'd be shirtless all the time as well. He's a beautiful, beautiful man. All right, uh, mm -hmm. Before we round out um, housekeeping, of course, shout out to Frank's Red Hawk. They sponsored a Cooking with Greggy over on Greg's Instagram. So go check that out uh, to make, let's see, go check out how to make his spicy corn and buffalo blue burgers. If you guys go over to his Instagram right now, I believe that's on his. Uh, Greg doesn't ever make us any of this cool stuff that he posts about. He doesn't because he uh, is selfish. Mm -hmm. And that's the problem. No, that's not the ad. We will, uh, we're going to get to the ad. Read a little bit later when we give away two games because we have two illustrious sponsors today, yeah. RX Barbate and the other one. We are excited about that. All right. Uh, quick reminder, we are taking tips. Cool, Greg, play the tip graphic, please. Give me your fucking money. <laughs> there you go. Uh, if you want to tip us at the $5 above level, we will read those tips. We will also take 500 cheers or more. Uh, I think a lot of these tips are from the 31st. Did you read all these? On Friday's show? Um, I don't know because I don't have them pulled up, but I can. Uh, the first one today, the only one today, we have $10 came in from Ian and said, Hey, Nick, it was great meeting you in Austin last Friday. I've seen the doc twice now, and it's absolutely amazing. I can't wait for everyone to see it. Of course, oh, Ian yeah. came out 
to uh, to Austin, the Spider House Ballroom last week. How was that? Friday. It was so fucking fun. We got in today and then totally forgot that everyone had not been together. In well, yeah, time. we all sort of went to the four corners of the earth here. Like mm-hmm. Tim went to New York, I went to Austin, uh, yeah. Greg went to Seattle, which we pretty much had almost the entire country <laughs> covered with kind of funny people, which is cool. Yeah, um, nice it was triangle. it was really great. Actually, cool, Greg. Why don't you bring that up? We'll talk about that now. Um, if you uh, under the waiting for the punchline stuff, yeah. So it was really really fun and. Just a really, really good event. Uh, we screened, well, we had a comedy show beforehand. Mm-hmm. I was invited to be, this whole thing was a, a part of the Out of Bounds Comedy Festival, mm-hmm. which happens every year in uh, Austin. I saw a bunch of great comedians. I went to a show the night prior, saw a showcase that was, um, they did a heckling show oh. where they encouraged people to heckle. And it, it made me, it just, just, like my anxiety was through the fucking roof. I wanted to scream at people to shut up. Ooh. But it was really fun because the whole point of it, obviously, was to yeah. get the audience involved and to be able to rip off them and to fuck with them. And that's what they did. Um, but there was a guy, a gentleman, I wish I'd taken a picture of him, who was in the front row. Mm-hmm. And he was wearing a, it looked like he was dressed as Legolas, who was cosplaying as Batman. That's so a he look. had a long Legolas uh, wig. wig that was blonde. Okay. And then a Batman uh, like mask over it, one of the mm-hmm. ones that you just kind of like bent, like you know, yeah. rubber band to your face. And he had a radio. And so every five minutes or so, he would just play something. And that was his idea of heckling. Interesting. And I wish it was the only time in my life, there are very few times in my life that yeah. I think, I wish I was on stage. Mm-hmm. I wish I had this fucking guy. Yeah. Because I would have made him probably leave. I probably either that or sort of like whatever the next show it. was, he would have totally like shot it up. Yeah. Um, oh, geez. Like he was that kind of guy. Where I was like, I was the only reason I was like freaking out the entire time was I'm like, what is this guy gonna fucking do if he gets yeah. mad? Like, what else does he have on him? Uh, it was a trip. Anyway, he ended up being lovely, ish. He was annoying as fuck, but he ended up playing along and it was totally fine. Uh, but then I had these four guys behind me, who were quintessential. Like, we don't go to comedy. We're older dudes. We're married. Uh-huh. Uh, they were all in cargo shorts. Okay. They all had the goatees. They were all just drinking shit tons of beer, and they were like, we're going to be this show. And oh, they no. got torn apart by really? every comic. Yeah. Yeah. It was fine. It was all in good spirit, but it was, that was the first show I went to, and I was like, I don't know. I can't take this because <laughs> there's, I just don't like, I can't deal with, well, first off, if, you're, if you go to a comedy show, yeah. you're not the funny one. You're probably not going to be the funny one. No. If the, if the show relies on you to be, like, the audience should never, the owner should never be on the audience to be funny. Yeah. So and obviously that, that wasn't what this was about. The audience was supposed to just throw something out and then the comic's supposed to rip off of them. Mm-hmm. But more often than not, it just ended up being like an a interruption roast. of the show that I'm like, Ugh. Yeah. And then the person had to, of course, roast the person. And then they gave away like prizes and stuff that were silly. Like there was a gift basket um, that they just had <laughs> random shit from someone's apartment in. I love so it, it was like, you know. Yeah, anyway. Jelly of the um, so that was the first show I went to. Next day, obviously. Uh, was invited by Achievement Hunter to that morning. Actually, we did. I did off topic with them. I did two videos. We did a uh, what's interesting, which I, was something I want us to do, mm-hmm. which is called they call it a Let's Watch. Oh yeah, where it's basically a, if it's a one player game, one mm-hmm. person plays it, and the rest of us just watch and, and comment. I had yeah. a blast doing that. It was me, uh, Ryan, Jeremy, and Matt was there as well. Um, so we did that, and then I was invited to be on the RT podcast, which Ooh. was pre-recording for today. Usually they record live on Mondays, but mm-hmm. we recorded on Friday. And me, Gus, and Bernie, and John talked about breakfast cereals for a good 45 minutes. 
We talked about <laughs> a lot of crazy shit. Where did Cinnamon Life rank on your breakfast? No one com- talked about Cinnamon no Life. No one talked about Cinnamon Life? Cinnamon Life is the third child, like the middle child. No. Uh, cinnamon Life in, is in the In the underdog. cinnamon cereals, okay? Let me explain this to you. Okay. Okay. You know the middle Let's child's see what always kind of arguing. Let me explain to you how uh, you know the, the middle child's always the wonky one. Yeah, he's not the youngest, so mom doesn't care about him, and he's not the oldest. He wasn't first and like yeah. independent. He's just the one trying constantly to vie for everyone's attention yeah. and be like, "Hey, I'm here. I, I exist too." But everyone goes, "We don't fucking care because we should have stopped at you, but we had one more, and the, that one was better." Basically, it goes CT Crunch, mm-hmm. top top dog. Okay, it's too sweet. No. Yes. Because when you're done with it, you get CT Crunch milk, and it's the fucking bomb. I don't like milk, so I don't ever eat cereal with milk. Well, we've already established, because of your love, your unabashed love of Grease 2 and Mamma Mia 2, <laughs> that you're a fucking monster. Two, so Cinnamon the guy Life. That loves the house. Well, the house is funny. Also, I started watching Daddy's Home over the weekend. I'm like, I can't go down this again. It got me every time. It got me. Life in the middle. Mm-hmm. Okay? And then right underneath that, I'm going to throw it out there. Golden Grams. Kind Golden of a cinnamon. are good. Kind of a cinnamon. They're more of a honey Golden cereal, Grams but I just couldn't think of another cereal that has cinnamon on it. So, I mean, that's I don't I don't think I can either. CT Crunch is the top dog. Is what I'm trying it's to say. too sweet. It's not too sweet. It's too crumbly. We went down the it's rabbit like hole on the issue. RT podcast yeah. though of fake like because John's like I have kids and I can't afford to buy them oh, like the name brand, so I got to get them the knockoff shit. And I'm mm-hmm. like, you are you are making your kids like. Socially inept, because they're going to go and they're going to they're going to. Here's here's what you're here's what you're setting your child up for. Okay. okay, all of your friends one day we're all hanging out. You're just getting to know each other. You're a child. So you're just feeling out social settings and trying to get social graces. And one of your friends starts talking about cinnamon toast crunch, and you and, and your other friend starts talking about uh, checks mm-hmm. cereal, and you start talking about hexagons, and um. they are going to fucking make fun of you so hard that you are going to develop some sort of habit that eventually makes you a serial killer. That's how it's going to work. That's how psychology works. I like that you tied in both different kinds of cereal in this yeah. conversation. I'm not fucking around. Anyway, it was really great. Uh, Friday night, it was weird because I'm like, this is the first time I've gone to Austin by myself. Mm-hmm. Just like usually Tim's with me, so I yeah. got a buddy. So I go and I ate most of the meals by myself because everyone was either at Fan Expo in Canada or, or they were leaving for Lou Medina's wedding. So I was trying and to grab, you know, too, huh? uh, Fredo was gone, Jeff was gone. So I was like, I'm, I'm hitting up people, but they're either gone or, you know, they're busy or they're out of town. So I ate a lot. Like, I ate a lot of all the meals by myself. That's interesting. Which was interesting because I developed this new technique where I watch uh, an Amazon Prime movie while I'm eating. <laughs> and I watch, like, Teen Wolf and Har- Harlem Nights, which are great. Both great films. But you can't really, like, you don't want to crank up the volume. You don't want to be that guy. So I was just watching with subtitles on. It was very relaxing. Do you not bring headphones? No. I didn't bring them with me. I was just, I didn't think ahead of time. I'm just like, oh, I'll grab someone for dinner and no one was around. So I was like, I'll eat dinner myself. Anyway, Friday night, uh, the show started at 7.30. Okay. Phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It was what three, was the order? Three comics. Okay. Up top. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and I was actually weirded out because I'm like, well, I'm going to tell these people all the jokes they're about to hear in this documentary. Mm-hmm. And I asked all the other, I asked the director, Matt Hames, who was there, and he was like, no, you should totally do that because then... People will probably see how, like, you see the show first. You see you delivered the jokes. And I laughed at those jokes. And then you see how you develop those jokes. Mm. And I was like, that's pretty cool. So uh, top, uh, I forget the the woman's name. I think it was Katrina something that hosted. But she didn't mm-hmm. do a set. She just kind of came out and hosted because we didn't have a lot of time. We only had a two-hour block before the yeah. next show. Uh, and then, uh, did I say Christina? No, Christina Parrish was the one that went up first. She <clears> works <throat> at RT as well. Oh, cool. Fucking hilarious. And then Brian Gar came up. 
also hilarious. Does it has a great bit funny. about the first time he did Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, which uh, yeah. by the way got a laugh when you get to the doc part of the documentary that shows me doing Brazilian <laughs> Jiu Jitsu because everyone just started laughing. I was like, ah, I see what you did there, fucker. Yeah. Um, and then I went up and I did ten minutes and. It was really great. You can see here, like, the Spider House Ballroom is really, really beautiful. It's a mm-hmm. great stage. There's a bar in the back so you can get up and go to a bar and hang out for a sec, which I really like because most comedy clubs aren't like that. Like, it's not, you can't, like, if you go get a drink, you can't really talk. So yeah. this was really cool. Um, but thank you to everyone that came out to Austin and saw this, including Ian, who obviously has seen it twice. Uh, mm-hmm. It's really, really cool. And you, I was actually wrong in thinking that burning my material ahead of time was a bad idea because people got a lot out of it. They're like, no, it was actually cool seeing your material first and then watching the documentary fresh because yeah. we saw how you developed those jokes. Um, and I tried some new material out and stuff like that. It was really, it's just, it's really cool. One of the things that I really like about where I'm at and where we're all at is, of course, we have this amazing community to tap into who will come out just to hang out and who yeah. have already seen this movie. But it's, it allows me to do these shows where we had, I think we had like 140 people in that room, which was oh, amazing. Wow. Yeah. And that's, I never get to perform for that many people. Mm-hmm. And I got to do as much time as I wanted. So I did 10 because of just the time constraints. I was like, mm-hmm. I could have done like 15. But I'm not quite confident enough to do that yet. And so, but but I'm noticing that that the longer sets are actually becoming more fun for me. Interesting. Because you can settle in, you can really engage the audience, and it actually gives you time to like... You don't feel rushed? Well, you don't feel rushed, but you also have a personal sort of connection with people at that point. Mm-hmm. Five, like three to five minutes, you're up there basically like, I'm going to juggle for you real quick, and then like I'm a court gesture, and yeah. I'm gesture, and I'll get the fuck off. Ten to fifteen minutes, you actually get time to settle in and get to know each other, hmm. and they get they get time to kind of understand your rhythm and your pacing. It's, it's you get more comfortable too because the nerves are gone past the first three minutes, and then you just enjoy yeah. the ride for the next seven or eight. You know, um, so but it was a blast. It was really really good. I would say the whole night is a success, and we're hopefully going to do a few more screenings um, IRL of the documentary before we put it up online. Ooh, I know. I'm hoping to get screenings. I'm hoping to get at least one screening in SF. That'd be dope. I think that's really cool. So right now we're uh, we're trying to figure out how to make that work. We might. I think we we're thinking about submitting it to like a few San Francisco film festivals to mm-hmm. see if they want it. Um, there might be a couple more screenings out and about in the world. So in we'll the, let you know in the we'll, greater areas, and we'll hopefully places. be able to uh, to to see more of you guys out there. So fun. That'll be great. I know. It's very very fun. All right, cool, Greg. Yo, let's hit that news. The news. The news. The news. I'm excited for a couple reasons. Yes. Lay Great news me. story yes. up top. But also, Robin GL is back. Oh, shit. Which means that we have a picture somewhere coming <laughs> in our future of the Swedish uh, king. And it's my favorite. Robin GL from Sweden. Okay. I believe. Yeah. Sweden has a king who is the most just endearing human being on the planet. Takes pictures. He looks kind of like a uh, character on the Muppets. Not a Muppet. But when the humans would interact with the Muppets, like, Mm -hmm. that's silly. He's my everything. (laughs) Okay, we're going to get to that tip in a second. Uh, But before we do, let's bring up this first news story. Die Hard 6 officially has a title, and it is called McLean. I don't know how I feel about moving away from the Die Hard naming convention. Well, I'll tell you. For this, it kind of makes sense. I had to re-familiarize myself with what the H was going on. With this Die Hard, this is going to be an origin story okay. of Die Hard. That makes more sense then. So was the last one the one in Russia? The last one was the one in Russia okay. starring uh, Bruce Willis and his son, Jai, Jai Courtney. Courtney. Yeah. And uh, It wasn't good. It was bad. But there no, was something was about bad. it that I still kind of, mm-hmm. I didn't like. No, it was bad. I did like the movie posters they had where it said, um, Yippee Kaye, Mother Russia. Yeah. I thought that was fun. That was clever. 
But I will say this. Uh, the the Die Hard, Live Free or Die Hard. I was, was Justin like, Long? I was like, there's no way they're going to pull this one out. And they did. It was good. It was great. I really like that one. It's a Who's good the movie. bad guy in that movie? That's um, Timothy Oliphant. He's awesome. Yeah, we watched Justified. I got my wife into Justified, and she started having dreams about him. Really? Well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, maybe I shouldn't have admitted that. But you know what? Whatever. He's... There's there there's something about him that's like oh I totally like he's the you sexy, are pulling this he's off he's the sexier Josh Dumont. Now I watched the sexier I, isn't he also like significantly older than Josh Dumont? No, no, they're, like they're the same, same age. age. Really? Yeah, I don't know. Cool Greg. Yeah. Google. I can also. Just yeah, you got to do it because Cool Greg's not going to do Timothy Oliphant and then versus Josh Dumont. Josh Dumont is forty five. Dang. Yeah, he's in Love Simon and he's got that gray hair now and I'm like he'd make a good Batman. Just putting it out there. And then Timothy Oliphant's 50. I think that Josh Jamel's more attractive than Timothy Oliphant. He's more attractive, but he's not sexy. I don't know if that's it's Better true. looking, but when you hear, when you watch Timothy Oliphant. He Olyphant, has the voice. I Timothy Oliphant has the voice and the look, where he's mm, looking at you, and like he's like. smolder? Like he's smoldering. Like if but he looked at you, like my pants might soul. just come off. Yeah. yeah. But like you know it's going to be a bad idea. It was a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Timothy, we can't possibly make out. <laughs> this can't be. This can't go anywhere And then you do it, and you feel like. You know it was a bad idea and it's gonna ruin you, but it also like was one of the best experiences. It's also of your like life. edifying yourself. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like everything else is then compared to that. Yeah. That is the sexual experience that everything else is compared to. Whereas Josh Jumel, pretty, but like, you know, just goes a little fast. Yeah. Is all I'm saying. Now I'm just gonna look at his uh if you're not familiar with jo- with uh, McClane, here's how the story is. This is from Empire okay. Online. 30 years on from Die Hard and then uh, PD's finest John McClane still has plenty of juice in the tank. The cop versus terrorist action saga is set to continue an upcoming six film simultaneously following Bruce Willis as a 60-year-old McClane and younger incarnation of McClane in his 20s. And while the project has long been rumored to be called Die Hard Year One, uh, the script has a different cleaner title. It's just called McClane. Quote, you can tell our intention by the fact that the title page was handed in, says McLean. Producer Lorenzo de Bonaventura told Empire, quote, We want you to get invested in John McLean more than ever. He added that despite rumors of the prequel section would take up more of the runtime, the sequel-prequel approach will feature Bruce Willis just as much as his younger incarnation. I said incantation before, but I think I meant incarnation. <laughs> uh, he's going to be a spooky ghoul. <laughs> I don't know how you do Die Hard without Bruce, he said. But uh, the idea that he's not very significant in this movie is not accurate at all. We are going uh, going to explore John McClane in his 20s, but just as prominent in his 60-year-old version. Um, we'll see. Who's going to play younger him? I don't, know if they've ca- I don't know if they've cast that yet. Or are they going to do, like, the weird, was it Looper thing where they... Looper was the one where they had Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and he had a weird fake nose, and it was the worst fucking decision ever because it totally is that the one where they were in it together movie. and it yeah. was like super CG? Yeah, no, it wasn't CG. They put a fucking prosthetic. Pr- there was no CG stuff. Google, uh, cool, Greg. Google Looper, Bruce Willis, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Give me an image search of that. What was the last name? Joseph Gordon-Levitt or JGL. That's what it's called. Did you ever see the really bad movie he did? Don John? Uh, I did see Don John, and you know what? Yeah, go ahead, click on it. There we go. Click on the images, and let's see if we can we can find. Yeah, so if you click on that oh, top image. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a weird fake nose. Oh, And weird. I don't know why they did that, because here's the thing about the fake nose that killed and me. And the third it, one is weird, too. It's They're all weird. He looks enough like Bruce Willis. So that I would believe that he was him without the nose. And for whatever reason, they put the nose on him. Now, the problem with the nose... I don't even feel like it's 
was that the, he couldn't move his eyebrows the entire time, so he couldn't express. Oh. He couldn't emote. And it Which killed big, it for me. Big thing for Bruce Willis. You know, he has this like, sort of like he has that sort of sarcastic look, like he's about to fuck with you. Yeah. And you love and it. And he is. And he always Willis, is about to fuck with you. Bruce Willis is one of those guys that when he started going bald and shaved his head to look like that, I was like, I'm gonna be okay. Yeah. When I he go looks, bald. He looks way more badass bald than he did with hair. Well, he looks badass bald, but like uh, cool Greg, yeah. go back to that. Click on the uh the one up there where he's smoking a cigarette when he's all dirty. That's my favorite Bruce Willis. Well, that's like OG that's, diehard Bruce I don't, Willis. like my hair is going, but who gives a fuck? Yeah. I'm going to smoke a cigarette and run through glass, Bruce Willis. I'm an anti-hero. I'm not the action hero you ever wanted. I'm an, the, the I'm thing about diehard that I love is that, and a lot of people, you don't understand this because now this is just commonplace. Back in the day, the casting of Bruce Willis, similar to the casting of Michael Keaton as Batman, was like, what are you doing? This is like, not this action like a hero. death sentence? Action heroes were jacked out Austrians who, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Well, we know. We had the Schwarzeneggers. We had the Van, Van Dams. We had the fucking, um, like, uh, Sylvester Stallones. We, the, look at me. Look at him. He doesn't have a muscle on him. That's why he was so good. He was the He's hero the, the we needed, man. not the one we wanted. Yeah. He was our Dark Knight. So good. And now he's just jacked. And, I mean, now he's just like. Now he's just. Now he's like tough. He's like a tough guy. And... He's lost a little bit. See, the thing is, I think he's lost a little bit of that, uh, that charm. That roguish charm. Is it because he just keeps getting typecast in the same kind of thing? No, I think it's just because he doesn't give a fuck about his career anymore and he's just mm-hmm. making movies and doesn't. I don't, like, do I, I don't think he's had a project in a really long time that he really gave a fuck about. The Sixth Sense. That was a good movie. That was also like early 2000s. I feel like it's right, right when he had to shave his head, he was like, I'm, I'm done caring about life. I've got really? too much money. Really? Yeah. I don't know if that's true. Well, look up the, what, what Bruce Willis movies. I'm going to look up Bruce Willis movies. Um... That he just stopped caring about life. No, not life. I just mean like, like Pulp Fiction. He was great in. Yeah. Yeah. He, he had the shaved head there. Red. Oh, those were good. Okay, I'll take that back a little bit. Uh, Armageddon. Well, Armageddon on was he probably shaved- the point where he realized I'm, it's never going to get any better than this. That's true. That is peak career. You know, for sure. For That's sure. Probably. Who's he married to? Um, but I am excited Man, to see he's Glass. Young. I got married. Look how young his wife is. Emma she looks like his daughter. Herning? Herning? God bless him, man. Living the fucking dream. She's uh, 40, though. She's not, like, super young. He's, like, 80. No, he's, he's 63. Oh, she's 40? Damn, she looks fucking great. Right? Good for her. We should all be so lucky. Stay at the My Other Style icon. If I ever really? have to shave it. Yeah, I got, I'm going to get super hmm. jacked and just very tan. And I'll talk like this. I talk like this. And then you'll do, like, a funny, like, action scene with a baby in a plane. Tell you what, Statham was great in Spy. You ever see that movie? No. Which one's that one? It's the Melissa McCarthy movie. I don't love her. Dude. I don't, her comedic timing thing for me is not my deal. I think it's because I loved Gilmore Girls so much, and her character in Gilmore Girls was so not what she's doing now. No, dude. That I just, like, don't really vibe with it There is, you know I have exquisite tastes in all comedies, right? One of my... Now that's a word you could use. A movie that I've actually thought about buying because I laugh so hard every time I watch it. It mm-hmm. is like... I'm, one of these days I'm going to do a series called Nick's Guilty Pleasures. Oh. And it's just going to be a, like a top 10 list of all the movies that I know are bad mm-hmm. but that are my comfort food. Right? They're like, the, I'm a having a topic. bad day. That's like actually not a bad idea for a gog topic. I'll write that down. After. We'll remember that afterwards. But Melissa McCarthy did a movie... Uh-huh. Very, no one likes this movie, yeah. except for me. 
And I don't know, I watched it maybe two years after it came out, and I was like, how have I never, this is the funniest movie I've ever seen in my life. It's called The Heat. Is that the one she with Sandra Bullock? And it's with Sandra Bullock, Sandy Bullock as I call her. <laughs> and it is, if you like that improv Melissa McCarthy style, but yeah. it's got a hard edge. It's like, it's, hard, it's an R-rated movie, I think, if I'm okay. not mistaken, at least PG-13, because there's nothing but fucks and, and all that stuff in it. It is fucking hilarious. And it gets me every single time. Every time. Similar to, what was the movie I was watching? Oh, The House, which is like, just got me. It just got me. That Will Ferrell gets me. He's, uh, I like Will Ferrell. Spy was good, too. Uh, J. Matt Gill in the chat says, I love Spy. Spy was actually a really funny movie. But that's, again, I think, because going back and watching Ghostbusters, which mm-hmm. I did over the weekends, which is what got me to the Plinkett Ghostbusters review, because it was on FX, and I was like, you, you know watched what? 2016 Ghostbusters? Yeah. I was like, I haven't seen this since the theaters, and I remember... Obviously, everyone gave it a lot of hate because it wasn't especially a good movie. But I'm like, I wonder now if I were to go back and watch it with no expectations, if I would laugh. And to be honest, I laughed my ass off at multiple parts. I still haven't seen it, and I want to. It is not a good Ghostbusters movie, and it is not a good movie. But if you think of it like it's an extended SNL clip about Ghostbusters, it's really funny. Okay. But there's just... Well, because it... What? I guess there's like two ex SNL people in it, right? Uh, there's Leslie Jones and Kate McKinnon yeah. and Kirsten Wig. Oh, and I think great, they were yeah. all. I don't know if Leslie Jones did. I think she was ex SNL. Kate McKinnon I for sure, and, and Kirsten Wig for sure were. I totally forgot Kirsten Wig was in it. Yeah, Kirsten Wig's the main the character. Um, but plus, you got Chris Hemsworth. Hemsworth is funny, totally, totally well used, but too, way too much. The thing about the movie is this. How are you well used but way too Because much? there are parts where he's fucking hilarious mm-hmm. and then you want the scene to end and it never ends. Mm-hmm. And that is this movie's biggest problem is that it just, they find a funny joke and then, and then they just keep improving over it and they don't let anything breathe. And that was actually one of the, the takeaways from the review that I watched, which is I think was the most poignant part, was that there's no moment in this movie that's not slapsticky funny. There's no moment where they actually, this is a real movie. There's no yeah. moment where there's an actual suspense or dramatic beat. It's just silly shenanigans. Every character is a cartoon character. There are no real people in this world. Whereas in like the original Ghostbusters, the, the three Ghostbusters were just kind of not bumbling, but they were just like the most ridiculous characters in the whole thing. Yeah. But you know, the rest of the world around them was like was normal. fairly straightforward. Like Sigourney Weaver's character was like, "What the literal fuck are you guys talking about?" Uh, you know, like the the mayor was Shout just out to Rick the normal. Over oh, Manus' character was silly as fuck too. But so anyway, I, I I rewatched it and I'll be honest with you, I laughed at multiple parts. Mm-hmm. I was like, "This is enjoyable," but you yeah. get to the end and I'm like, "The last thirty minutes of the movie are just hard to get through because there's no stakes, there's nothing." There's, I'm like, yeah. "I don't want this. I want to go back to when they're." rediscovering all the stuff and, and doing silly stuff with each other. Yeah. But shout out to Leslie Jones because I think she has the best part. I think she has some of the best parts in the whole movie. Because she actually plays, like, rightfully so, a real character who is, like, really in the movie. Mm. Everyone else is just sillily fucking around the entire time. Got it. Um, all right. Let's see. Oh, next news story. Let's pop into this real quick. Shout out to The uh, Incredibles 2. Broke another milestone uh, from box office Mojo. The film hit the milestone over Labor Day, which was $600 million at the U.S. domestic box office return, uh, which makes it uh, is now the high the highest grossing animated film, making an estimate $1.16 billion worldwide. The record was previously held by 2016's Finding Dory, which ended up making roughly $486 million in the U.S. and $1.028 million, billion worldwide. Um, That's crazy. That was wrong. That should say billion. 
I think. Yeah. Um, no, it's not crazy. You know why? Because The Incredibles 2 is really fucking good. Did you see it? Yes. Oh, I haven't seen it. I saw it like opening weekend, and really? I gotta be honest with you, I don't understand. It's not as good as the first one. Okay. Very few things can be. But what they end up doing with it, it's a little looser than the first one, it's a little mm-hmm. longer. Was a little, we're playing some stuff fast and loose in this one. There's a couple scenes where you're like, this is just for the pure enjoyment of this. This doesn't yeah. serve the plot at all. This is just fan service. But I'll be honest, very enjoyable movie. A mm-hmm. um, little predictable, but beautifully done. And there's a scene with Jack-Jack that is, and I say this non-ironically mm-hmm. and non-sarcastically, okay. it is fucking everything. <laughs> and if you've seen this movie, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Okay. It is the most fun I've had in a movie theater mm-hmm. watching a scene probably in the last 10 years. Really? It is so beautifully paced, so beautifully done. And for them to do that in animation, which is like, you know, you can get improv, like that's a different style. You have real live action uh, actors, which I feel like, but for them to nail the timing of this in with animation, I can't imagine yeah. how long that took. It is so perfectly done, and it's so fun. When you inevitably inevitably get a dog, can you name it Jack-Jack? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. When you get a dog, what kind of dog are you going to get? I want a corgi, and I also want a Samoyed, and I just don't know what order I get them in. Also, that requires me to move because I can't have dogs in my Yeah. Apartment. And the Samoyeds are so big, and they're so fluffy, and they're so cute. And the corgis are so little and fluffy and, and cute, cute, and yeah. they'll be like a cool little tag team. The corgi! is going to be gold for you on Instagram. I'll tell you that right now. People love the Samoids corgis. Samoids too, though. They're too cute. See, How are they too cute? Because they're like perfect looking dogs. Are these the ones that look like little wolves? Like they're little foxes? clouds. Yeah. Let me see what this looks like. The corgi, the reason why people respond to the corgi is because it's inherently flawed. It's this one. Yeah, that dog's too cute. It's so fluffy. No, no, no. You got to get the corgi in here There's why. Maya Polar Bear on Twitter. That's my favorite. Well, okay. If, you're, if we're <laughs> going to get into Twitter and Instagram dogs, shout out to Manny the Frenchie. Who is the best fucking You like the little like squish face. I like the squish face ones that fart because they remind me of me. Uh, what I like <laughs> I gotta laugh at a cool about thing. the corgi <laughs> is that the corgi is inherently flawed. It's an adorable dog, but you look at its proportions and you're like, what happened to this dog along the way? It's like, it's How like did they breed this, so, this, this poor dog to, have, to be a normal dog up top, mm-hmm. but a, like a shrunken down dog with the legs. It looks yeah. like someone took a real dog and just squished it. And you know when you squish the things, accordion? the tail and the, 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 the oh, face bl- yeah. splurge out? Mm-hmm. That's what they did. And they're adorable. But you just feel so bad for these dogs because they can't jump. They but just so funny. are the dumbest looking things on the planet. They're so and they're funny. so cute. And the quirries have a little booty that's so fuzzy. It's just a fluff ball on the butt. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, like, you ever pet the dog where you pet the dog and you get right to where the tail meets the tailbone mm-hmm. and you scratch there and they go, ah, and then they, like, they like, love do it. the weird like, leg twitching oh, thing. Oh, this is everything. Yes. This is what I've been missing in my life. <laughs> and then they love you forever. You give them a little bacon and then yours. Uh, shout out to the Incredibles, too, for this. It's not great for them. Okay, Joe. Yes. It's time for the b- 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 big topic. <gasps> that seems louder than the other ones, but I love it. Uh, <laughs> I watched three movies over the weekend. Okay. Okay. Tell me about I watched Love Simon. Now Gia Tap Harris. Yes. When we were on the way to Austin for RTX, mm-hmm. on the way back, I believe, yes. tweeted, "I dare you to watch Love Simon and not cry." Mm-hmm. And I am nothing if not the champion of this fucking company. And I took that dare. Mm-hmm. I took that challenge. Yeah. And I fucking rested lost. It upon your shoulders. Holy shit! I cried during this movie. Really? Yes. 
there. Which, like, I feel like is not surprising because I feel like that's been I the consensus like, me, across the board. Let me stop you right there. I didn't okay. cry like ball out. You know what I'm talking about? Come on, son. <laughs> I got a, one man tear and then I willed it to go back into my eyeball because that's because men aren't allowed to show their emotions, especially on planes. Also, what the fuck to the two people sitting next to me? Mother Why? and daughter. Okay. Would not move when I needed to get out. What they just mean? did the thing where they moved their legs. That doesn't work when you. And I'm like, it doesn't work seat. when I'm in the window seat. No. So the girl just was like, oh, I'm like, I have to now crawl over you, and you, I have to either give you ass or crotch. Which one do you want? So I give him ass, of course. They don't get the crotch. That's a privilege. It's a privilege, not a right. Um, watch and love Simon. Mm-hmm. Really, first off, the style of the film is like an '80s movie. Oh. It's got a kind of a synth vibe to it. It's a lot more lighthearted than I thought it was going to be. Interesting. It's a lot more. I thought it was more drama. No, it's a lot of comedy. Well, it's a drama. Yeah. But it's a lot more. Um, it's done with a lot. Like I thought it was going to be darker. I thought it was going to be a lot more intense. Mm-hmm. It's a lot more like let's just keep it on the surface level. Let's just. It's like at no point does he really face anything really hardcore. Yeah. And on the one hand. I really appreciate why they did that because I think it's a really for the mainstream people who maybe don't know how hard something like that is a topic like that. For those of you not familiar with Love Simon, it's about a, a boy in high school who is uh, gay and has not come out yet and doesn't is struggling with that, does not know how to do that. And then once someone uh, anonymously in his high school posts a blog on their high school like uh, website that says uh, I'm gay, no one knows, and I'm struggling with this, he reaches out to that person, they develop a relationship, and he falls in love with them, but he doesn't know who it is, mm. and it's about them not necessarily wanting to tell each other who they are because they're scared. Yeah. It's about the, the fear of change. It's about the fear of coming out and, and the persecution that you might feel. Um, obviously, there are movies that broach this topic with a lot more realism. This mm-hmm. movie is a lot more mainstream. It's a lot more young adult. It's a lot more uh, Fault in Our Stars feel mm-hmm. to it. Um, but there are really, really, like, he, his dad is Josh Jumal, which is why he's on the oh. top of my, And there's just a really fucking good scene because his dad doesn't know, like, how to be, not necessarily how to deal with it, but doesn't know how to express what he's feeling. And so Mm -hmm. he does the absolute wrong thing. And it's like, it's just so unbelievably good. And the mom's Jennifer Gardner, who's like, and they have great great scenes. Um, And you know, I'm I'm sure there are people out there that have watched this, who have gone through that and and are like, Jesus, if only. If only only my life were that fucking easy where I came out and everyone's like, we're great, we're gonna support you. Because I'm sure it's a lot harder than that. But I think they touched on some real, really truthfully, like heartfelt moments in this. And I think they they got across like at least a little bit of the emotion of like what it, what people struggle with, yeah. um, not only going through high school and trying to find yourself, but also trying to find yourself while you've got this thing that makes you inherently different than everyone else. Yeah. Um, and you know, there's always the people in high school that are just dickheads. Anyway. For sure. Really, really good movie. Now that I know it's like a little bit more lighthearted, it's, I feel like I'm way more yeah. inclined like, to watch it. Like the group of friends are really fun. Yeah. It's it's it gets intense at moments, but it's not like I was expecting. I was expecting it to be. A little bit more of an indie, mm-hmm. and this is more of a like I was I was expecting it to just be harder, and it wasn't, and I was pleasantly surprised. Like his family, the dynamics of the family, there was nothing really there that were any more than surface level. Like his little like sister is like, well, it's a very it's a very TV family. Okay, and that part I'm a little disappointed with because there was no like, it was just that they didn't explore that too much. It was mm-hmm. mostly about him and his relationship with his friends and how they. Kind of how they're all reacting to this, both bad and good. Interesting. Um, so I like that. Uh, watched The Dark Tower. Oh, Stephen now, King, correct? What's that? Stephen, Stephen King. King. Yeah. Now I don't. I'm not very familiar with The Dark Tower. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that the movie came and went, did not do very well. Yeah. But wow, what a freaking cool concept! The idea Idris of Elba? the dark. Idris Elba as the gunslinger. 
uh, uh, Matthew McConaughey is the man in black who plays a right. sorcerer. Now, I don't want to spoil too much of this because I actually want to go, I want to actually start reading the book series now. Ooh. So I can think there's like seven books. Yeah. But the idea of the Dark Tower and this mythology that he's created, I presumably, and chat, tell me if I'm wrong, um, ties a lot of the other Stephen King movies together. It's like a universe, right? So it is the it is the th- it is the blueprint basically for the shared Stephen King universe. Like, mm-hmm. I guess it touches on The Stand, it touches on It, it touches on a, like a bunch of other the The Shining, all these other because the kids power is called The Shine. Oh. And like there's all sorts of mythology I guess that this supports that has then makes sort of like has ties to the looser Stephen King books. Does it include the Langoliers? I don't know. Have you ever seen the Langoliers? No. It it's maybe though. one of the <laughs> before I saw whatchamacallit? Uh Downsizing. Yeah. It was maybe like the worst movie I've ever seen uh, okay. in my entire life. Who's but I like the story. It's Stephen King. Oh, okay, cool. I couldn't remember if it was Stephen King or not. Real bad CG in there. Yeah, no, that that makes total sense. Um, um but, but also like one of my guilty pleasure favorite Stephen King things. Uh Rave Lord Nito says Nick the Audible books are really freaking rad. Um Ooh. I was thinking about listening to it because I think the first book is seven hours. The only, the only thing, yeah, I might listen to them actually because I don't have time to read. And by that, I mean I don't give myself enough time to read. But I'd love to listen to this in my car. That's a really great suggestion. Thank you for that. Um, really into it. Really into it. But the, uh, the movie that I watched that I loved. Oh, no. I will tell you right after these sponsored messages. Ladies and gentlemen. Dang it, you got me. Ladies and gentlemen, shout out to uh, Frank's Red Hot for sponsoring the Kind of Funny Morning Show this week. Go check out Instagram.com slash Game Over Greggy for some of that Cooking with Greggy magic to see his spicy corn and buffalo uh, buffalo blue burger recipes using this here Frank's Red Hot. That and sounds of course, so good. I know. I'm hungry right now. Should we make Greg just make us these things? You could. Okay. Or if you're hungry and you want, you want something to tide you over mm-hmm. until lunch. Let me tell you about these RX bars. Uh, thanks to RX Bar for supporting kind of the Kind of Funny Morning Show. Mm. RX Bar is a protein bar made with 100% whole ingredients and no BS. No bad stuff like added sugar, artificial colors, artificial flavors, preservatives, or filters. Uh, they're made with a few simple ingredients where every ingredient uh, serves a purpose like egg whites for protein, dates to bind, nuts for extra texture, um, and other delicious ingredients like unsweetened chocolate, real fruit, spice, uh, and spices like sea salt or cinnamon. I'll tell you one thing right now. I was at uh, over on Friday. Mm-hmm. I was starving, but I wanted to keep networking at mm-hmm. Rooster Teeth, and I'm like, I need something. And you know what? I grabbed one of these bad boys. This was the, uh, which this is the chocolate sea salt, and I ate this thing. And really? man, it was. It did the trick. It held me all the way over until dinner, which mm. I was happy about. So. I like the packaging on this, that it's like very obvious in the front. Like it's it no BS. Tells you it tells you three eggs, the- six almonds, four cashews, two dates, no BS. I appreciate that because there's so few products that actually go out there and, and are, are willing to just be like, we're just going to put the bare bones into this, no added stuff. And that, I very, very much appreciate there. Uh, these are good, very good tasting, by the way. Uh, they come in 14 delicious flavor and varieties and seasonal flavors, too. Whether you like sweet or savory, chocolate or fruit flavors, there's an RX bar for you. Uh, uh, let's see. What do we got here? These are great for pre- or post-workout. Toss them in your backpack for a ride or a hike. Uh, snack at the office to push you through that 3 p.m. slump, which is what happened to me on Friday, which is great. And right now, uh, RX bar now has an RX nut butter, which contains a few simple and similar ingredients like egg whites, fruits, and nuts. Each single serving packet is squeezable and spreadable and contains delicious creamy nut butter with nine grams of high-quality protein. God, nut butter. Um, <laughs> pairs great with fruit, rice cakes, pretzels, or straight out of the pouch, which is probably what I would do because I like to suck things out of pouches. Uh, let's see. Right now, get 
25% off your first order at rxbar.com slash kindoffunny and use the promo code kindoffunny at checkout. That's rxbar.com slash kindoffunny and use the promo code kindoffunny at checkout. Uh, today, we have a couple winners because we have two sponsors. Our first winner comes from Kind of Funny Patreon. Uh, congratulations to Matt Case. You have won Graveyard, Graveyard Keeper Steam. And our next winner is Doritos Texas. Doritos TX from Twitch. You've won Pixel Ripped 1989 on PSVR. Thank you guys for supporting the show. Thanks for being there. And now back to the <coughs> remainder of the big topic. I watched Tag over the weekend. Oh, dang it. Was it as good as I think it's? And I gotta be honest with you. You should watch this movie. Okay, this, this is one that the, I will This gets the your, Nick Scarpino uh, seal of approval because okay. it just it looks is fun. A, it is a very heartfelt movie about really? friendship. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the idea behind the game of tag, yeah, is that, and they show this in the trailer, and this is the theme of the movie, mm-hmm. is that physically and and, meta, and and figuratively speaking, it is a reason for them to come together. Mm-hmm. It is a reason for these guys who have been friends for thirty years or whatever, yeah, to every May have an excuse to have to see each other. Do they live in the same area? No, they don't oh. live anywhere close, and that's, that's that's the thing. Now, I was like very suspect of this movie when I first started. Okay. I'm like, this could go one of two ways. Obviously mm-hmm. watching with my wife, my wife is an amplifier. If a movie's hilarious, she will amplify that. If a movie has any flaws whatsoever, she will make sure it's, we're, we're not watching this. Yeah. Uh, the very first scene, mm-hmm. I'm gonna spoil it for you. It's the it first scene. It's the very first scene, okay? Uh, Ed Helms mm-hmm. is interviewing for a job. Okay, he's on like a loading dock. He's interviewing mm-hmm. for a job, and the guy's like, he looks at his he looks at his resume. He's like, I, I'm I'm having a hard time trying to figure out why you're interviewing for this job. And he's like, shoot. And he goes, you have a lot of experience here. It says you're you, what you've gone through veterinary school. Uh, you're an established veterinarian. <laughs> I just can't figure out why you'd want to be a janitor. <laughs> And he goes, it's because I want to work for this man. And he pulls up a picture of John Hamm, and he's like, mm-hmm. this man is changing the world, and I want to do whatever. I want to empty his waste baskets <laughs> if I can. And he's like, all right. So he gets a job at his company just so he can tag him. He goes through the whole interview process just so he can corner him in a room, which actually is how this the story apparently happened was mm-hmm. there was a Wall Street Journal article about these guys, these, mm-hmm. this group of friends. I think it was like 10 of them yeah. that had just been playing tag for like thirty years, mm-hmm. and the way they the way they introduce that element is that John Hans character is like a multimillionaire, runs a company, an insurance company, uh, and he's being interviewed by the Wall Street Journal person this, yeah. as Ed Helms comes in in interview in like the the janitor thing, and, he, and he's like, "How did you get in here?" He's like, "How did you get to the security?" He's like, "I work here, motherfucker." <laughs> like, that's how crazy it is. So that's how it that's starts. Commitment, and then they have to go get Jake Johnson, who I love, and Hannibal oh, Buress, who I love. I love Jake Johnson, and um, it's not. The best movie I've ever watched. Mm-hmm. It's definitely like there are funny moments, but it's actually just more about watching these fun actors like act. Off of each other. I'll tell you the one thing. The one the one disappointment with this movie mm-hmm. is that John Hamm's in it, and I'll tell you why. Really? Because every time he's on screen, he's so much better looking than everyone else around him that it is distracting. But he is hilarious, and I've said this before, and I'll say it again. There are two actors right now out there who want to be serious actors that just need to rectify that they're comedic actors. Alec Baldwin and John Hamm. Really? You are they are by far, by far, way better as in comic roles, as comic mm-hmm. relief or as a lead role in a in a, com- in a comedy than they are as 
as serious dramatic actors. Now I say that knowing fully well that John Hamm won multiple Emmys, I assume, for Mad, Mad Men. Men. But I don't think, I think he's better as a comic. I think the Don Draper thing always was him sort of like, it never really worked necessarily for me. The whole show worked. I loved it. I think yeah. he's great. I think he's good in it. Mm-hmm. But him in a comedy, I think, he's, I think his comedic chops by far below anything yeah. of his dramatic chops. I think he's water. funny. I like him. Um, I highly recommend Tag. I think it's really, I think it's a fun rental. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed the shit out of it. As a person who is uh, coming up on his 20-year high school reunion, you know, the, the thought of, you know, having something to have to make me see my friends, I mm-hmm. think is actually a pretty endearing Thing. I like it. The yeah. only thing I've ever seen regarding this movie is there's a YouTube video with some guy. I don't know what YouTuber it is, but he has the cast of Tag with him. And I think they're like trying different pizzas in New York or something. And there's someone on the street that recogn- like recognizes the YouTube guy but doesn't recognize any of the other really? cast members. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> and it's just, they're all just looking at each other like, wow, I feel like... Totally this out of place. This, this is, what, is this not is what, what it's like normally. Like. Uh, G.K.Dot says, you said John Cena before. John Cena... Also, phenomenally gifted comedic actor. He is one of those guys that I'm like, please keep doing comedies. Because when I watched uh, Cock Blockers, he's fucking hilarious. In that movie. Blockers, that by either. the way, Tag and Blockers, very much on the same level. I want to see both as far of them as entertainment. Still. Both really good rentals. Blockers, probably, I give a nod to Blockers because it's funnier. Yeah. But Tag but was. I think I, I, I want to watch Tag more. Tag is a better, I think a little bit more heartfelt movie. Mm-hmm. And the way that they sort of screw with how far they will go to tag each other yeah. is genius. But uh, Blockers had the funnier, like, comedy in it. Mm. I mean, Blockers has John Cena, like, boofing a, a beer. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's different variations of comedy that you would like. I like it all. I like it all. Uh, all right, let's go back. And read the rest of the tips, and then we'll we'll move on, and we'll do PSI Love is Best Friend XO, and then we'll talk to people. How about Perfect. that? Robin GL, back from the dead, said, I'm back one month in London for bartending school. It felt like five days. Met a lot of great people and learned a lot. Thank you, kind of funny, for inspiring me to follow my dream. I'll tell you what, I'm not going to London this year, but if I'm in London next year, and you London's fly so there, great. I would love for you to make me a craft cocktail, because I've gotten into craft cocktails lately, and I'm tasting. I've gotten so far into craft cocktails that I was at that... Spider House Ballroom, and they mm-hmm. made me a normal cocktail, and I was like, ugh. Yep. I was like, hey, what, what kind of cocktails do you like? And the guy's like, I'm like, what's your favorite cocktail? And he gave me some shitty snide comment, and I'm like, all right, well, this is going to be shitty. Yeah. And then he's like, I like that one on the wall. And he made it for me. I'm like, this tastes like dog shit. Yeah. So no, I'm going like- to go with just the Makers on the Rocks from now on, because you can't fuck that up. Yeah. Anyway, what's up, Robin GL? Glad you made it through uh, bartending school. What do we got here? Bring it up. There he is. There he is. He is just a beautiful, special human being, <laughs> and I think he gets me, and I get him. And sir, Mr. Mr. King, when I see you, what, is he prime minister or king? I can't remember. Uh, we're going to have a great time. Tyler oh Drummond says, hey, guys, the closest I have to a sister had her baby recently, born Ooh. about three months premature. His oh name is gosh. Robbie, and he's fighting for his life. You can oh support gosh. or share. I'd appreciate it. Uh, it's a GoFundMe.com slash SickBabyRobert, uh, P.S. Duval. That's my guy, actually. I really appreciate it if you guys could do that. I know he's going through a tough time, him and his family. And uh, yeah, it mean a lot to me. And I us. don't understand the Duval thing. Duval? Robert it's a Duval. City from uh, in Florida. And all, we just have a bunch of best friends there, and they're all proud of it. Well, there you go. Got Duval. Duval. Uh, Mighty Mouse 56 gave us a nice tip. Said, hey guys, I really appreciate KF work on, working on Labor Day. Uh, we don't. We, we fucked this up. But we appreciate you guys being with us. <laughs> I woke up today, I was like, be so. I know, I was like, oh, so what nice if I don't get out. out of bed? What if we don't have a morning meeting? We could have done those. I'll tell you this, though. 
Mm-hmm. This is a good episode of the show. Okay. I'm having a great time. Joey's with me most of the week, which is great. Mr. Yes Man 300, back from the dead, says, Nick and Joey, did you hear about the backlash uh, the film First Man received for not showing the flag planting on the moon because it's unpatriotic? Buzz Aldrin tweeted uh, images of flag planting using the hashtag, hashtag, proud to be an American. That's ridiculous. Because the trailer didn't show that? That's dumb. Yeah. And if it's not the film, that. whatever. I mean, let's be perfectly honest. 50% chance we didn't even go to the moon. <laughs> you know? 50% chance we didn't even go to the moon. Uh, even Stevens, the critically acclaimed Disney Channel original Show. series, yeah. has a song about how we went to the moon in 1969, not, 19, not 1970, but a year sooner. I love that. I remember that shit. Cool Greg gets it. Cool Greg does get it. Shout and out I to will us. never forget that ever in my entire life. All right, Joe. Here's where we're at. I need you to read P.S. I Love This Best Friend. Okay. Do you have that pulled up? I do have that pulled Let's up. Let's do it. Let's do it to it. P.S. I Love This Best Friend. If you see someone doing something cool in the community, you can shout them out and we will talk about them right here on the show. Andy and I pulled this P.S. I Love This Best Friend for the show on Friday. Yeah. Totally forgot about that. Because it happens. It's not, sometimes. look, it's a, it's a privilege, not a right, okay? We don't yeah. have to do any of this stuff. The only thing we have to do is show up every day. I can kick my feet up. I can do this right here. You see what I'm doing right here? I don't <laughs> Man, give a you're getting super cash today. Man, it's Monday. Zyger is shouting out Kayla Jewett, a.k.a. O.A. Kayla on Twitter. Kayla's awesome and really encouraging others in the community to pick up Destiny 2 and play with them. Um, she's been leading the charge for raids with the community members and taking charge on leading the raids. She's the best. Congratulations. I know Destiny 2 with their new expansion oh. that's coming out. Mm. And it's free it's on PS. It's going to be free on kill PS+. Him. I say that knowing fully well that I spent hours trying to beat Dead Cells over the weekend. Really? And hours. did I beat it? Yes. No. Oh. The fucking game is really hard. <laughs> I had to figure out how to get these screenshots off of my uh, Switch mm-hmm. because I want to do, I want to post. I have this, I have two screenshots. I took a screenshot right before I went to the final boss. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no fucking way I'm losing. Like, how could like I possibly lose? Yeah. With my, I mean, I had like, I mean, I'm stacked, man. Yeah. I have, I have fucking like these two colorless weapons that are super OP. Mm-hmm. I have like 5,000 health, like mm-hmm. to the point where the health bar is almost on the other side. And I have all three of my mutations, one mm-hmm. of which like, um, will allow me to actually, like, it brings me back. And this, the, the problem with Dead Cells is you don't get to practice against the bad guy unless you make it all the way to the end, the boss, final boss. Yeah. I, I got to him one time, and he ate my lunch. He just ate my lunch. And I've just got, I've got a, a succession of screenshots that are, like, me before, and then me just bloody, bloody death. <laughs> as it's like, you lost all your cells. That's so sad. I hate it. I'm not playing Alexa the game anymore. Like I'm done. What's that? Just Did you just play thing. Despacito? Yeah. Okay. Alexa, it's so sad. Well, play Despacito. There it is. Uh, King Franchise says, Nick has checked out, LOL. I'm not checked out. I'm just relaxing. It's a casual holiday. It's casual Mondays here. At kind of, actually, casual Monday through Friday here. Kind of funny. Casual right. every day. Uh, let's go to the chat. We're going to talk to you guys for a little bit. Get Bucket says, Bloodsport and Double Impact were added to Prime. Shut the front door. I haven't seen Double Impact in a while, and I'm going to be watching that. Guess what else is on Prime right now that I watched over the uh, weekend? Teen Wolf. Harlem Nights, Boomerang. No. What? Uh, Mom and Dad. It's with uh, Nick Cage and oh, no. Selma Blair. How is that? Honestly, I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. It wasn't good necessarily. For a but moment. But I don't regret watching it. For a moment, I thought you were going to say Mom and Dad saved the world. 
which is one of my guilty pleasure movies, even though we're not allowed to like it anymore because the guy from that is the principal from Ferris Bueller's Day Off and he got popped for child porn. But Terry Gar is in it and John Lovitz is in it. And it's fucking hilarious. It's a weird movie. That does sound like a weird movie. It's with it's a John Lovitz movie where mom and dad get sucked through a portal and they go to another planet and John Lovitz is the king of that planet, but he's an idiot. Mm. And everyone's an idiot. Checks out. It's so good. I also watched Jack Ryan the first half of it. It's it's fine. It's not bad. Oh, you're it's not just... giving it a ringing endorsement. Here's the thing about John Krasinski. Yeah. Another one of those actors that I'm like, you're way better as a comedic role. A thousand He's not percent. a serious... I don't buy him as Jack Ryan. He's too goofy. He's too aw-shucksy. He's too charming. Like yeah. he, he's not a He's not like an action hero, which I know is not necessarily uh, the Jack Ryan th- way because Harrison Ford... I really Ford. liked him in... What was it? 13 Hours? The other one movie. he did? I really liked him in that. But I, I like that movie. In, I, I like that movie with or without him. That's that could true. have been anyone. That movie would have been fun because it's just the, the, the nature of that movie is fucking insane. Yeah. Like the Benghazi story and how the, how the, how the Navy SEALs had to like basically defend everyone for like yeah. 13 hours. That was fucking insane. I also like the meme where it's him and Roy from The Office and they're like, they have Pam, we have to go get her. And That's then it's, hilarious. It's very funny. I don't understand that because I'm not, I don't watch The oh, Office. Fuck, I hate that. Uh, Burger XRZB says, I watched Jack Reacher never go back uh, oh, over the I weekend. Really- Nothing special. I liked the first Jack Reacher. I never watched the second one. Oh. Watch the second one. Oh, really not good? It's it's like they, um, it reminds me of like when a movie, a sequel to a movie comes out 10 years too late and is produced by the diff- a different company for way less money. Oh. That's what it feels like. It That's feels very budget Tom Cruise, which is weird to say for a Tom Cruise movie. That's a bummer because the first one was like surprisingly it's enjoyable. Good. First one's good. This one, not so much. Boo. Uh, Rave Lord Nito says, "For fuck's sake, Nick, watch The Office." I'm just, yeah. I can't get. I don't like that style of humor. It doesn't vibe with me. I can't. I don't I understand can't get how the, you like all these other weird ass movies, but you don't like The Office. I, I just. Don't understand. I can't get into it. One day I will, and one day you'll you all all know about it. One day Nick will come in and be like, "Guys, I just started watching this show. It's called The Office. You might not have ever heard of it, but it's great." It's what I do. It's how I roll. It's how I rigmarole. Uh, he says, I'm the worst. Ray Lord says, Nick, you're the worst. Yeah, I know. Uh, let's see. CJ Rock 32 says, Nick, spread the word. Everyone can get 400 bits by watching the first episode of Jack Ryan on Amazon Prime video by September 5th with the bits being credited on the 7th. That's cool. Should I get four bucks? Go do it. Woo, woo. And then you can maybe give them to us. Uh, Turncoat says, Nick, have you ever seen Gentleman Broncos? Nope. I don't know what that is. I don't know either. Does that mean no Parks and Rec either, Nick? Nope. Here's my, I tell you, my biggest flaw, which is also probably my best strength, is that I've never seen, I've seen only a handful of episodes of The Office. Mm -hmm. Never seen a single episode of Community or Parks and Rec. I've never watched Community, and I've only watched like the first three episodes of Parks and Rec over and over again, and I can't get past them. Now here's why. Uh Because everyone always says, Nick, don't watch the first season of Parks and Rec. That's what it tells me too. And I'm like, I can't fucking do that. You guys don't understand me. I agree. I'm anal retentive. I have to know how everything Have is. Have you watched 30 Rock? 30 Rock I watched from start to finish. It's really fucking like genius. 30 uh, Rock's genius because Tracy Morgan is genius on it. Yeah. Plus Alec Baldwin. Ge- and Alec Baldwin's genius. Everyone is really good on that show. Plus, it builds off the nostalgia for me because I love, I love the production behind Saturday Night Live. Yeah. I love that concept. I love what that must be like for those people who get to make that show. Show itself, notwithstanding, but the production behind it is really fun. I also watched the second season of The Good Place this weekend because it's on Netflix and I missed the first half. It's very good. If you're not watching The Good Place, you should. The Good Place. That's not Kristen the good fight, Bell. right? No, it's Kristen oh. Bell and Ted Danson. Man, I finished The Good Wife. 
I only watched like the first season of it and I liked it and I just never went back. It's a good show. Now they're doing the good fight. Has Matt Shizakuri or whatever his name is that I can't pronounce. The guy from either um, Adventures of Babysitting or. No, he's the younger guy. Oh, the yeah, guy. I know that guy you're talking about. No, the guy that she eventually gets with is from Adventures of Babysitting and I mm. love him. Oh, that's a deep cut. Yeah, it's a real deep cut. Uh, are we in sublime mode? No. No. Uh, no more no says Parks and Rec pick up, picks up right after the first minute of season two. He says, yeah, you can't watch the first season. See, that's the problem. I'm not going to do it. Get Bucket says, Joey, how is To All the Boys? Watch it again this weekend. Forced Alyssa to watch it. Um, you really like that movie. Because she and Becky were over, and we had a girls weekend. We were all playing Stardew Valley and watching TV, and it was <laughs> the greatest weekend ever. What is this movie about? It's called To All the Boys I Loved Before. It's a Netflix movie, but it's like very like teen rom-com, but it's probably like the best teen, teen rom-com that's come out in like the last... Five years. I'm gonna watch it tonight. Okay. Has good music, good All characters, right. All good right. story. You watch Love Simon, I'll watch that tonight. We'll both okay. watch Grease too. Nick, what is your stand on Braveheart and the criticism it received for its historic inaccuracy? Uh, Braveheart's one of the best movies ever made, and if it's historically accurate, so are all movies that are based on history. That's just what happens. They have to take some, uh, they have to take some liberties because otherwise it'd be boring as shit, like most of history. Uh. Nick, did you see the video of Mag the Magneto mod in GTA 5? No, I did not, says uh, Ed Reed fan 20. So that's, I have not seen that, no. Uh, let's see, Robin GL, back from the dead, said, if, you've ever, if you're ever in London and want some great cocktails, go to the Gibson, top 25 bars in the world. I will take you up on that. Ooh. Because I'll tell you, I just can't drink normal, mixy, like shitty well cocktails anymore. I just no. can't do it. Like I can't, if I, if I order one more goddamn Moscow Mule and it tastes like a shitty mix, a Moscow Mule mix, I'm going to throw it back in the goddamn bartender's eyes. And be like, you're a waste. You of have life. to have like tiers of drinks that you order depending on the establishment. Yeah, I know. I'm learning that. I'm relearning that. I should say. Beer and wine I didn't is care. like the easy thing. Yeah. And then I always go with a whiskey ginger. Yeah, whiskey ginger smart. And then I should if do it's that a craft cocktail, then it's like a. I go deep on craft, craft yeah. cocktails. When I was at that, I don't. know, Where did Ransky go for his going away party? I don't know. I didn't it's go. like a. It's a bar that looks like, it's an arcade bar, and it might be. It might be coin up. It was really, they had really good cocktails there. Uh, Lexi Gunner had asked if we were watching Ozark season two. I heard a commercial for that on Damn, you fucking my favorite that. movie. It my was, favorite murder. It was Queen Up. Oh, thanks. A really good, that was a really good pull. Yeah, they, <laughs> Queen Up has, uh, they had really, really good cocktails there, which I appreciated. You, we're, know. We're, you know, we're just so fortunate to be in San Francisco. Uh, and have great craft cocktails here <gasps> that because place we that pay for them. We went for Tim's birthday. That's like always weirdly empty. That has the really heavy door. What's it called? Oh, it's you mean it's almost like uh, Rick House, but it's not. It's not Rick House. It's a. Uh, it's. Uh, Is it the forgery? No, it's not the forgery. It's uh, you're talking about the, well, the place on Market Street, right? I think so. I don't remember where it is. Yeah, it's. Uh, but it's really good. Oh, it'll come to me in a sec. Uh, all right, we're in um, sub only mode. By the way, uh, another quick reminder if you are an Amazon, if you have Amazon Prime, please give us your Twitch Prime subscription or it'll go to waste. If you don't give it to us, give it to someone else. I'm coming up on mine. I got to give mine to someone else. So I want suggestions of people to give it to in the community who are doing great jobs at streaming. I gave it to Sancho West, gave it to Penguin Bomb Penguin that last month. He was amazing at it, uh, at thanking me, I should say. Uh, prior to that, Teddy Chineris, I gave it to him, didn't thank me once. He's dead to me. And then, of course, Snowbike Mike is the G. So let me know who to give mine to this month. Okay. And we'll go from there. Uh, but no, I haven't watched Ozarks, though people have been recommending it Oh, fuck, to me. dude, I can't watch Ozark. 
Why? It's intense. Really? Oh my gosh, yes. It's like um Is that the one with Kyle Chandler? It's like Breaking no. Bad. No. That's no. Ozark is the one with um uh, uh Bateman. Oh Jason Bateman. Got it, got it, got it. And it's you how he it starts off, this is not a spoiler, it starts with basically them on the run, kind of, because he his business partner screwed over a drug dealer, like a drug oh, lord. That's not good. Basically the Colombian cartel. They were he was in illegal like he's basically like was laundering money for them and his and his partner fucked him over. Uh-oh. And so now he has to make up for that deficit. Ooh. It's really cool because he's like it's not like he didn't know. It was, it was, it's just intense, man. It's like Breaking mm-hmm. Bad. It's so intense I couldn't watch it. Understandable. Uh, Nick, you already have a sub. It's not like Mike. I gifted you one. It says Kevin Asex. Oh, I appreciate that. And in fact, I think Kevin Asex was the person that went around gifting subs. I said it was DJ Kenzo, but I think it was Kevin Asex. That's awesome. Thank you for that. I appreciate you. Kendo gave me a sub. Did Kendo give you one? Maybe they're both. Everyone's just so giving to these days. I'll tell you what. I'm going to give it back by going to Chipotle today. That's what I'm going to do. Nothing says... Good old Labor Day, like Chipotle. Yep. Nothing says Labor Day more like just maybe pooping your pants. Josh Hartson said, I didn't even think to look for a stream today. Bummer. Uh, well, we're here, so don't worry about it. All right. I think that's everything. That's we're everything, man. We are running very late, but I wanted to, I was having fun. Yeah. We like having the chill, relaxed days. Great time. I will be back tomorrow, 11 a.m. PT, uh, to kick the week off for real. Uh, thanks so much for joining us today on The Morning Show. I appreciate you guys spending a little bit of your holiday with us. As always, please, uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, leave a comment in the comments below. Let us know what you thought of Tag or Love, Simon <laughs> or The Dark Tower. Let us know if you were disappointed by The Dark Tower. Because I'm telling you right I now. that's the consensus. I actually kind of liked the movie. It was cool. I don't know. I mean, it wasn't great, but I, it needed like 30 more minutes in it. Like mm-hmm. it needed to be longer. But the acting, like the kid, that the main character, it yeah. was good. And it I was Elba. Watch him fucking whittle wood right exactly I wonder if it's just people that have read the book and had higher expectations I'm sure it is I'm sure it is I want to be one of those people so I'm going to read the book too (laughs) Uh, until tomorrow everyone I love you very much Uh, have a great day cool Greg please cut the feed